RNMD is a show about hospital relationships from the perspective of doctors and nurses. You're very smart, and we know that you would never come to a podcast for medical advice. So obviously, call your non-podcasting doctor and nurse team if you need any medical care. Oh, and we should also mention that we don't represent any hospital at all, ever. Okay, start the thing. Everybody and welcome to another episode of RNMD, a show about doctors and nurses working together in this mad world of medicine. I'm Abby, your nurse host. Today we have a special guest. I had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Nina. She is a critical care um, Palm Crit Fellow in Detroit, working in Detroit, originally from uh, South Florida. And we just had such a great conversation about women and how we're getting along in this evolving, changing landscape of healthcare. There are more women going into medicine. And also at the same time, you have the profession of nursing, which is changing. Nurses are becoming more confident in um, being more vocal, speaking up. Um, The traditional hierarchy between doctor and nurse, which was really based on gender roles, has been somewhat taken away. So now we're dealing with how to navigate female physicians in that same power dynamic while we are actually finding our voice as well. So the point is that sometimes there's bullying that happens um, from female nurses, specifically to female doctors, and vice versa. Listen, I don't want to make it seem like I'm attacking nurses. I don't want to make it seem like I'm not on the nurse's side, but we all know that bullying exists in nursing. I mean, it's a very hot topic. It's one of the reasons why I haven't done it yet on the podcast because it sounds to me like everybody's talking about it constantly. Um, Nurses can be bullies and it doesn't just go nursing to nursing. Sometimes it goes nursing to MD. Overall point is that We need to support other females in healthcare, regardless of if it's nursing, you know, someone who was a nurse for a long time, then went on to become, um, you know, an advanced practice nurse or a physician. I don't want this to sound like it's like nurse bashing. It's definitely not. You know that I love nursing. You know I love nurses. The first step in solving a problem is acknowledging it. And I think that we do have some work to do. I didn't even know this was a problem. And I had many, many, many physicians write in saying that they've experienced this. So I think we need to talk about it. Um, And I'm not perfect. I think I could do some work. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode. Um, So thank you so much to Nina. Her Instagram handle is Ninzi. That's N-E-E-N-Z-I-E. Um, she is, I love her feed. Her stories are probably one of my favorite. She is always at work. She is always 
she's always either at work or traveling, which is like my two favorite things to see. Like she is, she'll post that she just did a procedure. She just did a thoracentesis. Um, During COVID, she was posting a lot about the research that was going on with COVID. Um, And then I'll see her on a flight and she's in Miami. And I'm just like, girl, I love your life. We need to chat. And she, she was so nice. She's so gracious. She's so thoughtful. So give her some love. Uh, we love to have her. Um, Dan and I were so excited to talk to her. So, um, okay, I'm going to stop rambling so you can actually listen to her now. All right, here we go. Yeah. Nina, thank you so much for coming and making time. I know that you're in the middle of like ICU rotation right now, right? So I'm actually on pulmonary now. I'll be in ICU next month, but uh, we do do ICUs on the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for making time for this because I know you're super busy. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to share. You and I have talked a little bit about this on social media, about this problem that, to be honest with you, I didn't even know was really a problem until recently. A lot of physicians on Instagram have wrote in saying that they're having, I guess, a discrepancy with nursing. Like they're saying that the female physicians, even the male physicians are writing in and saying that the female physicians are treated differently and poorly by female nurses. So I wanted to have you on as somebody who's really experienced in this realm to kind of talk about this topic. So anytime we talk about gender roles, it's a little difficult to talk about, right? Because even though I'm a nurse and that's a primarily female dominated profession, I mean, women need to support women, period, especially in medicine, which is traditionally a male dominated profession. So the first thing I want to say is we don't speak for all hospitals. All three of us, we've had different experiences. We don't speak for everyone. This is just our view of what happens where we work and in our past, our past jobs. There are a lot of jobs where gender roles aren't affected, but I think that I've seen it. And I think from speaking to you before that you've experienced it as well. So I just want to start off by just asking you a couple of questions. I mean, what is your experience with this? Do you feel that female nurses are, have or do treat female doctors differently than males? So I think it's great points that you're bringing up. Once again, this is speaking for us three, our views and what we have gone through. So I did my residency, well, I guess starting back from when I was a med student, I first started my interaction kind of there. Actually, I started my interaction more at a younger age when my mom was a doctor because I was in high school. So I was able to see how the treatment was and her interaction. I guess she was older, so it's like a little different. So I guess there's like a respect level there, but it did start there. My residency is pretty much when I kind of paid more attention to what I needed. So I would ask the nurses and let's say I was with a co-intern who would also ask like the nurses that we were working with on the floor for maybe a certain order or what happened that day. It was very consistent. We would get the same stories, but um, just in terms of orders, I guess, placing an order, there would be more questions as to why to me directed compared to my male counterpart. I'm not exactly sure if this had to do with the fact that maybe they thought I was more approachable, I would answer, or if it had to do with the fact that like, why are you ordering this? Why does this matter? Trying to give kind of pushback. I know that like you were mentioning in uh, healthcare in general, it is is, once again, a male dominated field to kind of begin with. But I do think that 
there's always a bias and I don't it's even you see it in patients too patients call me nurse they call me med student so there will always be that implicit bias I think in some ways compared towards uh, females whether it's within healthcare professions in general with for each other or even just the nurse doctor kind of relationship so going back to I guess my point when I was in residency I did get some I would say pushback but more questions if you may when I put an order in compared to when my male counterpart would put an order in. I don't know if it was just kind of like they didn't think I knew what I was doing or um, if once again, if it was because I was approachable and I was a girl. Um, I have a question, if you don't mind. I think you brought up some interesting experiences there. I think a lot of female residents or attending physicians could relate to what you're saying. And I think I've seen it personally firsthand as well. Based on what you're saying, how would you say you feel when these things happen? Like you're saying that you see that your orders are more questioned compared to your male counterparts. How would you say that makes you feel when you see that happen? I didn't realize it, I guess. Maybe I was naive to it when it first happened. I started noticing it more when I was a senior resident and had an intern under me or a med student under me. I guess more like an intern under me. They wouldn't question him, but then they questioned me. And I was like, are you questioning me because I'm a senior or are you questioning me because I'm a girl? Because it would happen more frequently. I was kind of annoyed, I guess, because I just wanted it to get done, I guess. So I just wanted it to happen. So there was a little annoyance to that, but I'm not the person to kind of like sit there and be like, I need to prove this, this, this. I mean, I explained my thought process and kind of let it be. Do you think it's getting better in that regard? Or do you think things are, have still been, been the same? No, I definitely think it's getting better. I became very close with the nurses. I think like it's, it might be one of those things where if they don't know you, they judge you, but that's any healthcare, I guess, in general. And that's human nature. If you don't know someone, you judge them. And once you get to know them, you break, break that barrier. I just think in the beginning, if it's going to be a male compared to a female, there, there will just be that implicit bias. But once they get to know you, it's different. Maybe it's something like they have to prove or I'm not really sure. Maybe it's like they want to see what you do, how you act. Do you know what you're doing? And then once they see it once, then it's like, okay, all right, I trust you. Yeah. You have to be like vetted first, which is kind of a messed up way to work along yeah. some, some side someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was really important to me because of like what I was saying. I was hearing this just like I never heard of this issue before. And then all of a sudden everyone was like every doctor that I talked to was like, oh, yeah, that's like a big problem. And it just was sort of upsetting to me, honestly, that like nursing isn't really aware of this issue. It's something that we definitely need to talk about. I mean, even though I'm an RN, like I want to promote a positive work culture and uplift, you know? So, I mean, that's the goal, right? So we need to talk about these things and we need to talk about like why they occur. And a lot of the points that you made kind of tie in with some of the research that I found exactly what you're saying. Like if you make friends with the nurses, then they start to trust you more. But is that also part of gender bias? Do you have to become friendly? Do they expect you to become friendly with them versus a male counterpart where they might not expect that same thing, you know? Yeah. I think Dan also brought up a good point. He asked me, do I see that now more? And because I'm more in the ICU and I do a lot of procedures, I can see differences, I guess. When I first started, it was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, like, you're kind of bringing it up, so I'm starting to think they would get me, like, three kits for an A-line instead of, like, one. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like in the beginning. When it's my counterpart, they'll probably just get them one. I'm like, I don't need three. I need one. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I know, yeah. like, you both as ICU nurses understand that, like, yeah, maybe I'll need another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. This is funny to me. I, I kind of feel like the female fellows or residents actually are better at those kind of procedures. <laughs> oh, you're trying to weigh to my heart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to suck up to us, Dan. <laughs> I'm trying here. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of quick things. I just want to give a little bit of information on this topic really quickly. So according to like a Kaiser study that was done in 2019, 36% of physicians in the United States are women. And this is definitely increased. And I think Dan and I were talking about this before we were recorded. What were you saying, Dan, about med students? I was saying that a study came out recently saying that more than 50% of medical students are female. Now. Now. I think in the last two years. Yeah. And I think even in like 2009 or something, I saw a study that was like 29% were female. So it's, I mean, it's definitely increasing and I, maybe that's why things are getting a little bit better, but I mean, traditionally like the RNMD relationship has been like a male and a female. It's also been sort of like dominant and like subservient, right? With like a clear understanding of roles and like men roles versus female roles. But now we have this shift where we're seeing females in medicine, which we should, but it also kind of blurs our own gender bias of what we expect from males and females. So I think that's why we're seeing some of this We don't know how to navigate some of this because it doesn't go with our traditional bias. And FYI, too, all of these references for these studies, I'm going to put in the show notes, too, for this podcast. So everybody can Google all of this and find this information really easily. But most of it I got from, like, the American Medical Association. So I want to ask you kind of some a few specific questions just about, like, do you feel that your role is challenged more by nurses? I mean, you you use the example of when you have an intern. I mean, do you feel that in any other way? Do you feel challenged more often by nursing? Sometimes I think so. If it's late night and I put in for a scan, right? Then, yeah, honestly, if it's late night, nobody wants to take their patient for a scan, especially in the ICU, especially if they're tubed or, you know. There's it's a ton annoying, of right? It is, yeah. it is. And I, <laughs> I have gotten pushback where they're like, no, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. You can order on the next shift. And I'll have to explain to them, no, we need the scan. 24 hours. To, like, I don't know, we'll evaluate a stroke or we're looking for a PE or this is going to change my management this way. Then they'll, they'll grudgingly do it. But I don't know if it would be the same if it was a guy, like if they would even kind of bother. Maybe they would, but I do get challenged. <laughs> I guess in the ICU, it's a different field compared to the floors because a lot of this is sometimes they um, – very experienced, like they know what they're doing, but uh, our thought process maybe don't align and there's no communication as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. So if I feel like if I do just kind of explain to them why I'm doing, I'm doing that, I'm ordering this, I'm ordering that, I'm ordering med after med after med, they'll understand. It's not easy in the ICU when everyone's high stress and things are moving fast. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Dan, you have experience. I mean, what do you see on the floor? I mean, it's hard to say when gender plays a part in um, healthcare worker interaction. I could say from my personal experience that when I interact with even the male nurses that I feel like I have to 
maybe alter my behavior in some way. And I can see maybe that female physicians may maybe feel that way about female nurses. I'm not sure, but I can understand why behavior could be altered, you know, based on based on gender. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, do you feel uncomfortable, more uncomfortable giving orders to like a male nurse versus a female nurse? Is that more uncomfortable? I don't feel more uncomfortable, but I feel like I have to be a little bit more prudent for some reason. I don't know why. With a girl. Yeah, that's true. I think if uh, something I ordered wasn't done, I would ask why and kind of just, I, I don't know if it's just being a girl or uh because we want like things ordered and like done and like if the dude he'll be like, okay, well, next. Like <laughs> I don't know if it's just the nature, but it also depends on like what order. I think that we take it maybe different. Hey everybody, this is Abby. Um I am going to do these ads myself because we recorded this a long time ago and I did not do the ads then, so now I'm going to do them now and you will hear them in the future because that's how time works. This one's for Clove. Clove is this cute little sneaker that can be used in the hospital. Um it's a lot better than a traditional sneaker because you can get liquids on it. That's all I'll say. Liquids. You know what I mean. You can get liquids on this shoe and they're easy to clean. They have antibacterial and fluid repellent laces and you can actually use the little sani wipes and that's what I do and clean your shoes at the end of your shift so that you're not a big disgusting mess on your way home. They're also super comfortable. They're always coming out with new colors. The color that I have, the aqua, one of my coworkers actually went online this week to get them and they were already sold out and they already have a new limited release sneaker um the black so check them out if you see a color that you like especially if it's the limited release jump on that because i don't know when they're going to be available again they're really creative they're working really hard over at Clove, they're churning these sneakers out, okay? So if you want to use our pro promo code RNMD when you check out, you can get a free tote bag, a free fanny pack, or free compression stockings with any purchase. Use the code RNMD when you check out. Okay, let's go back to the episode. So I found one interesting study that actually showed that nurses, and this is something that I actually heard time and time again on my Instagram when I'm asking about female physician interactions, time and time again from all over the country, female nurses actually wrote in the same thing that this study said, that actually female nurses report higher satisfaction with female physicians. They felt like their communication style, the way that they managed that they were more inclusive, they were less demanding. And so, again, it kind of goes back to these women who say, you know, I actually really like having females who are in charge on this floor, but in practice, we see the challenges of the workflow dynamics. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And also, most nurses who wrote in said that they do not let sex affect their workflow at all, which I think, I think we can all say it, it definitely does. Yeah. I don't think it's done consciously. I think it's just done kind of when it's done. Yeah. Unconscious bias, literally. Yeah. 
okay, here was something that somebody actually wrote in and asked me to ask you. Do you feel like the nurses are less willing to help you with procedures or the example was like vital signs. Like she's a doctor. She's capable of getting her own vital signs. Like I don't need to drop what I'm doing. Like that was the example. Do you feel like the nurses are less likely to help you versus a counterpart? It depends where I think in the hospital it is. If it's in the ER and they're kind of slammed, then yeah, they'll be like, there's a cuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's the screen, there's the cuff. So I do, um, I'll draw my own. If I'm in the room, I'll recycle my own like blood pressure reading instead of waiting for them to literally walk over to do it. I can definitely like get my own. I don't depend. I did when I was a resident. Because I was kind of like, am I allowed to do this? Am I not? That's when I was kind of like depending kind of on nurses. Like, can we get it? But um, now I feel a lot more comfortable to kind of do it myself and not depend on them. Procedures too. I think when I was a first year, like last year, I kind of wanted them in the room in case I need to get something or this and that. But now I'm getting more uh, independent. So like hanging the ultrasound over. So I don't have to ask someone to stick it in my (laughs) probe cover and stuff like that. I would definitely say. Do you think that that's like a strategy that you're using with nursing though? Do you think that instead of actually depending on them the way that like a male physician might ask me, you know, to do those things for me and maybe I'll give them less pushback versus you're just like, I'm going to be independent and I'm going to just do it myself so that I don't even have to deal with that interaction. Does that play a part? I think so. Cause sometimes um, it's just easier to do it, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So the same study that I was reading that was saying that female RNs actually prefer working with female attendings in the same study, these same nurses described the female physician with stereotypes, like domineering, demanding, bitchy. I don't know. You guys go for it, Dan. Discuss. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you picked me for that comment, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's good for anybody to be domineering or what's that other word you used? The B word, the word we don't like to use. (laughs) Yeah, so I I don't think anybody should go in with that attitude. I don't think it helps anybody, honestly. I've seen it on both sides of genders and it doesn't play out very well. Is it more, I don't know, women fighting women thing though to call somebody domineering or bitchy when maybe, maybe they're just doing their job, you know? Yeah, I think girls sometimes can come off as that more easily than men. And then terms are kind of thrown around like that. Because girls are just more vocal in general. Born, brought up, raised to be more vocal. So I'd be like, oh my God, why, why aren't we doing this? Why is this already done? Kind of like grudgingly walk in. Be like, can you get me this? Can you do this? Yeah. Like short and to the point kind of sometimes. Yeah. 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 And that can be definitely viewed as that. Definitely. Yeah. We have a little more urgency sometimes I've noticed Mm -hmm. too, you know, so maybe that can be perceived a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with perception and gender bias kind of, and uh, kind of knowing what words we're using and being conscious of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, traditionally women were supposed to be sweet and submissive and, you know, and now when you're running in asking for, you know, an A-line or something, it's like, it totally flips that role. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here, let me go back to this. Okay. So this is kind of goes back to what I was asking you before. So a lot of female physicians reported resentment 
against nursing for having to make like extra effort. They had to be nicer. They had to be more conscious of their strategy and like make a friendship and like we're all equal and and this kind of thing. I mean, do you feel that? Do you think that's true? Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if it's because I'm just doing it innately so things get done and I'm not even realizing that I'm doing it for that purpose, which sometimes, yeah, I guess so. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think so too. Maybe it's unconscious. You don't really notice it, but it plays a part in your decision for sure. Dan works in IM, by the way. I should have like properly introduced you guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a third year IM resident. Not applying to critical care though, so. Oh, what are you applying to? Cardiology. Nice. Good luck because you're third Thanks. year now. That's right. I mean, critical care is great. It's probably one of my favorite rotations, but just a lot of stress, you know? Yeah. I think that also has a lot to do with some of the interactions, the high stress field and everybody trying to think that they can do what they want and think that they know best. I think that that also has a lot of interplay. What is the culture like where you work? So my culture, oh, wow. It's been a culture of shock actually. So in residency, <laughs> I felt like I was very close with the nurses. I was so close with them that I met them at wedding. Like I was I genuinely cared for them. Like we would go out for like drinks and like hang out and stuff. And the culture that I'm at now, it's, I think it's just been, and I've asked multiple people this, multiple. It's been apparently, according to everyone I work with, it's been years and years of just demeaningness or I guess the doctors being mean to the nurses to the point where it's just work and that's pretty much it. Wow. Yeah. It really used to bug me like a lot when I first started. And so I would kind of like go out of my way to like, because that's just how I used to when I was, where I trained, that's what it was. I was, I would go when I was in on the floors, I would go downstairs on purpose to go find the nurses, the IC nurses, like talk to them. I went out with the floor nurses. Like I would go out of my way on days off when I was on call instead of the call room, I would hang out with them. And this was because I enjoyed that. And then now it's just kind of like, okay, you know, you order this, you order that. That's cool. From what I'm told, it's just, like I said, years and years of do this. And then if they don't do it, kind of um, get mad about it. Yeah. So the nurses there, like when you try to form a bond with them, they're not interested. They're just like. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like. Yeah. It's kind of like a closed off wall kind of. That's just, I guess, what it is. They're used to that a lot. And it's a lot of kind of like um, you do something wrong, Midas or whatever it's called. There was something that I was reading that was really interesting, and it was a survey of nurses who were helping doctors with procedures, and they were using needles, and there was like a suture kit and like a tray that they were using, and the study showed that more of the nurses were willing to clean up after the males who were in the room, the male doctors, and they kind of did it with like indifference. And with like less hostility towards the female nurses versus they expected the female doctors to like clean up after themselves and like to help out and were really resentful and like voice concern. We're like upset about it. So it begs kind of the question, like, is that because of stereotypes of women, right? Women are the cleaner, quote, you know, 
I just found that really interesting. I don't know if you guys have any any kind of thing like that, but one thing I will say really quickly is that I used to work ortho clinic and that was mostly dudes and they would come in and just mess up that room. Like it was like a disaster. I think uh, girls are more noticeable. I, I guess they are more clean just in general. Like we're very more, we're more organized. So I do know like when I do a procedure and I'll open up like the central line kit or the A-line kit, I'll use that plastic as my garbage bin. So I'm kind of cautious myself of like what I do. I do think that there is always that gender bias of who do I have to clean after and it being more easier, I guess, and just make more sense in their head to clean after like a male. What do you think, Dan? I've totally seen those ortho guys. (laughs) They think they can get away with it. They can't. We're going to make this episode about how mad we are at ortho. No, we're not. (laughs) Hey, man, I don't know. I mean... They definitely carry themselves a certain way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True. Uh, luckily, at our hospital, like most of the people are pretty clean and considerate. I'm not even trying to be nice. I'm serious. Like most people, they are actually there. are. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen that issue that much, unless there's like an RRT or code or something. I don't know. People, there's always going to be some kind of mess. You know. Do you get a lot of RRTs where, where you're at? We do, and my so my residency, the residents ran the the codes on the floors. In this hospital, ICU runs all the codes. Really? Mm-hmm. That's weird. I was pretty shocked too. I was like, so you want me to go to the shortness of breath on 10 Weber North or like whatever? But yeah, I guess. So you leave your group of patients. What if there's something going on there? Then what? Yeah, I hope there's not. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a, then I'll kind of just leave my residents who are in the ICU with me, like in charge, and then head up when I can. But if I can't, then yeah, I kind of have to leave what I'm doing. Wow. That's really stressful. It is. If I'm in the middle of a procedure, then like I'll have some leeway, I guess. I'll have to kind of tell them, explain, hey, I was in, I was doing a procedure. Or I'll text one of my co-fellows and be like, hey, I can't go. Can you cover? Can you go? The worst is like when you have, one time there was like three at a time. So my attending was with one. I was with one. I sent a third year resident. Like you go handle that one. You mentioned something right before you said with like MD to MD, there's also like a discrepancy. Like, can you talk about that? Yeah, MD to MD, I would definitely say uh, in terms of same-sex bias. I don't know if it would be same-sex bias or male to female when it's in a position like palm quick, let's say. Maybe even cardio, because there's not many female cardiologists. If like a girl was to do something and get it wrong, then everyone would be like, oh my God, it's her. Like, oh, she can't get that line. Or like, but if a guy was to, it's just perceived that, like, oh, it might be hard. Like they're given the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to be honest because I think kind of acknowledging your own bias is like the first step instead of, you know, we see on social media, especially when you're really active in it, like there's a lot of like calling out other people or whatever, but I think like really you have to kind of reflect inward first. Like that's just my personal thing. And when people started messaging me saying when female physicians started messaging me saying that they felt this and I had never heard of it, I had to do a little reflection and be like, have I done this? And I'm going to be honest with you. I think I have, I think I think I've held female physicians to a higher standard. Like you're saying, I don't know why it was unconscious, but it just goes back to what I expect out of women. And even though I am a woman and I am a feminist and, you know, 
I think that I can be harsher on women. And, you know, we're not going to solve this problem by like one discussion, but by just acknowledging it and acknowledging that we all have bias and I can work on it just like anybody else, you know, like I need to be a little more fair going forward. You know, I think Mm -hmm. we can all do that. And like with our especially with our generation, with more females coming into medicine, like we can make a better step forward for our profession. I think we should. I absolutely think we should. It shouldn't always be that, oh, she's not going to get along with her and like automatically assume. Everyone needs to just try to try harder and just look into their own biases, just like we're doing with everything else. Just watch the tone and just think again the minute um, someone says something or like you try to be like, okay, not like you in general, but I'm saying anyone in general, they're like, right. oh, well, yeah. this person's not going to do it because of this or that. Absolutely. Wait, have you noticed at your hospital that women dominate critical care? Because at our hospital, it's almost 90% female attendings. Wow, really? Literally. There's only one male attending. I think in my hospital, it might be the opposite of that. Really? Two females. Wow. Yeah. It's a very male-dominated uh, field to begin with. Yeah. I think sometimes in New York, we can think that this is how the rest of the country operates, and it's not. Like, we're in, like, a bubble, kind of. Yeah. Well, depending on where you end up going for cardiology, it could be a culture shock, too. Like, it was for me in residency to come here. I thought, like, one thing. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm friends with nurses. We'll go out, hang out. And it really wasn't like that. <laughs> but um, I'm friends with, like, my co-fellows and stuff. That's the best. you got to be cool with them. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, in general, nurses who were surveyed said that they would resist being controlled by any physician, and this decreased the power of medicine over nursing. And it's also aligned with females entering medicine at the same time, and it could diminish the power and prestige of the physicians within the healthcare system. And the changing landscape in healthcare just shows more women entering medicine and women nurses feeling more free and comfortable about asking questions or challenging decisions. When doctors and nurses are both female, there's an elimination of the power differential of gender, and it diminishes the nurse's perception of professional power inequalities. Female nurses appear more comfortable approaching and communicating with female doctors, but Obviously, they're also more hostile towards female physicians and their use of authority. Conflicting behaviors can sometimes confuse female physicians if they view themselves as doctors first rather than women first, and they just expect the nurse to interact with them equally and not understand the nurse's confusion and lack of traditional professional hierarchy. It's the perception that female physicians are more caring or compassionate than their male counterparts creates a conflict with nurses. You know, nurses define caring as their function, and they may feel that their role in healthcare delivery is threatened by women physicians. I agree completely with what you're saying. I think that it's more of a team effort than just like one person. And uh, being aware of our own biases implicitly and looking forward towards the next step and how to kind of do it differently. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I know you're so busy and like we, I was so excited to, this was like one of my favorite episodes. I was really excited to talk to you. So yeah, thank you so much (laughs) for everything. Thank you. It was really nice to meet you. It was actually really good to talk to you guys too. (laughs) If you guys are ever in Detroit, definitely hit me up. 
sometimes I am in Detroit. I have friends in Royal Oak, so we could like go to a brewery or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, definitely. <laughs> All right. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to our episode. If you want to reach us to suggest topics um, or to be a guest, please contact us at rnmdpodcast at gmail.com. Please um, consider liking, subscribing the podcast, leaving us a comment. We really need the love right now because we're just starting out, and that really helps us. Um, that's the best free way to support our podcast. Um, thank you so much to Nina um, for being on our podcast and talking with us. If you want to follow her um, on Instagram and Twitter, she's at Neenzy. And her website is means, N-E-E-N-Z-M-D.com. Thank you so much. Until next time, uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.